You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the 136th episode of the Real Reading Podcast. I am Tom Canning. I'm here with Rachel Nemeth. Hello, Hello. Rachel. Hi. And, and we are here very briefly with Sophie Drew. Hello, Sophie Hello. Drew. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? How are you I, I'm, we're, we're, I'm, I'm good about Rachel. It confused me for a second. I paused on Rachel's name because she's still got uh, her name listed as her pre-married name on uh, on this on this uh, hangout oh, and it oh. threw me for a second um, and I had to get the right words out um, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and you can join our Facebook group the Real Reading Podcast group um, we I don't know we've had a break again um, hopefully uh, we'll be able to get a little run of these going and we don't want to disappoint our legions of supporters you'd think from the amount of people in that Facebook group we would have you know probably 2,000 listens a week uh, we, we don't, and, and no one seems to have noticed that we weren't here either. We haven't had complaints from our army of no, followers. No, maybe they're still absent. catching up. They're still catching up, Rachel. They've gone oh, through the back catalogue, re- reliving some of the high points of the uh, of the past few years. That's probably what they've been doing. I suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Real Reading Pod, and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Can we talk about burgers? Because we have uh, Berkshire Live's Burger Queen, Sophie. That is why Sophie's here. She's here to talk about burgers. Sophie, why are you the Burger Queen? I actually, I'm. I'm not sure how this has happened. It's sort of snowballed. Um, it started <laughs> with me going to Five Guys and just doing a typical kind of food challenge that we do quite a lot of and um, and it's it has spiralled out of control. I've had more burgers in the last month than I think I've had in the 24 years of my life previously. <laughs> it's it's actually, but like some great, some not so great. There's been a whole spectrum of burgers on my radar, um, but it's been interesting. I think I am reaching a point where maybe I've had too many. Um, and also... <laughs> I didn't I went to an event last night and I, I found out that your typical food reviewer will only have like a bit of a burger for example and and base their review on that apparently that has not been my technique thus far I've gotten the full meal deal the chips the milkshake whatever will come with it um in the spirit of honest you know proper reviewing uh, and I didn't realize that that is detrimental to my health um so we shall see what happens with that <laughs> so the reason i the reason i sophie i actually come on to talk about burgers aside from the fact you've had a lot of them lately um is that there was a story on Berkshire live by one of the one of the newer reporters hannah roberts uh that was the best rated burgers on just eat uh within reading and you've got you so you've got brew dog burger um mm. which i know is not one that's been on your list but that was uh i'm pretty sure i've had the brew dog burger and aside from I would suspect having to wait an hour for it to turn up, which seemed to be most of the food in, in Brewdog as it, as it goes. Um, 
it was very good. But then there's a couple of others on here that I'm sort of uh, I'm a little less certain about. You've got Big Jack's Perry Perry, MNKY Lounge. I presume we're pronouncing it. Um, I want to say phonetically, that might be the wrong word. There's also Herbie's Pizza Early. They've got a top-rated burger, apparently. And then Smash and Grab on the London Road. Um, aside from the Rudog one, I've not heard of any of these. And I'm just looking at the bottom of the story. And there is a big picture with your mug, Sophie, uh, eating a burger at Five Guys, which is wonderful. So, um, mm. Rach burgers mm. i don't know i don't know i can't remember from our old from our old days out when we used to go out on the town whether you were particularly burger burgerific well i think when we were out on the town generally a pint of guinness was my dinner so yes. I, I forgive you for not knowing <laughs> if i'm a burger connoisseur um no i'm not especially i um i just was thinking before the podcast of any recent uh lockdown takeaways that we've had where I have particularly enjoyed the burger. None of the ones on the list have come up, which is making me think, especially the brew dog one. Mm. I feel like I ought to get involved with that. I had a look at the, the list and there were some nice ones, but we had I had one from the Honest Burger Co., which I think is in the marketplace. It, it is, yes. Um, looking at the menu, I think it was called a tribute, which is a kind of American... Mm. American burger sauce, cheese type thing. But I remember the chips being particularly good. Yes. Did, did we go there? We went there, didn't we? We did a Christmas yeah. do a year, well, when we were allowed to <laughs> uh, many moons ago. So they yes, do rosemary did. salted chips, which were lush. Big fan of those. And then I'm going to throw a little controversial vegan one in. Um, a crispy tofu number with some satay sauce and kimchi style slaw whatever kimchi is if anyone can <laughs> enlighten me um and that's from was from vegivores in cavisham and it was very good i mean tofu can be a bit hit and miss can't it because it doesn't really taste much on its own but in that burger it was really good really um, good the yeah, honest burger would be top of my list if i was going for a burger i would just go to honest burger pure and simple it's very good. I go there regularly. Like if I'm thinking, I'm going to go out for dinner. I don't, I don't. Again, I don't know why I've suddenly become a burger person so much. But <laughs> I really enjoy a good honest burger. I, again, the tribute and the yeah. I agree. The chips, unreal. So good. So, so is this, if this is an addition, Sophie, to your review trips out, and then when you're not reviewing, you still choose to go to Honest Burger Co. Well. <laughs> The last time I went was probably over a month ago. So it was before the, the burger reviews really snowballed. Um, I didn't know what was ahead of me. Maybe I would have paced myself more if I knew the amount of burgers in my immediate future. Um, but I, I did very much enjoy it. Um, Sophie, so where have you been? Just talk us through, just, just very oh. briefly talk us through where you've been. All over the shop. I mean, I've... Across it, the spectrum. Had, yeah. So we, we've gone... I've done quite a few. We've done, you know... The make them at home, vegan alternatives, things like that. If you're looking for that, by the way, I recommend the Vivera burger. Very good. Um, if you're looking for something that seems like meat but is not meat. Um, and then we've kind of gone all the way up to the spectrum, like all the way across the spectrum even. Um, and we've done, you know, the Tom Kerridge ones, um, you know, a lot of the very, you know, the Michelin star stuff. Um, 
I don't actually, he does not got a Michelin star for his burger restaurant that's in Marlow, but he has other Michelin stars elsewhere. I think he's got three. Um, so, you know, the fancy, the fancy mm. burgers. Kind of all over the spectrum. And, and some of them, like the ones you wouldn't expect to be really, really nice and are a little bit more affordable, I've actually preferred. I did one video that I thought was going to be awful. I went to Five Guys in, in the Oracle in Reading, and I was asked to put every single topping available onto one burger and oh, then wow. eat it and decide if I liked it or not. Actually, really good. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a lot of flavour. It, it yeah. was. It was a lot of flavour. It was um, the hot sauce that really got me. Like if I could have, if I could have taken that out, I would have. But otherwise, I actually really recommend it. I mean, I'm sure that that there are cardio people everywhere and surgeons <laughs> and doctors saying like, do not recommend doing that. But oh well. <laughs> um, but I think the coolest, and it is you know, it's outside of Reading, and it's out, a little outside of Berkshire. So I, I don't know Steady. if I'm allowed to mention it. But it's it can, okay. We can all drive. We can drive. Yeah, that's that was. It's on the bus route. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. That's fine. So, fine. so it's fine. Everyone can can go. Um, but I do really <laughs> recommend the Butcher's Tap and Grill in Marlow. Um, it's on the 800 bus route. You can go. Um, it's not as expensive as you would maybe think it is. It's owned by Tom Kerridge, like I mentioned earlier. But wow. I, I first had it during the most recent lockdown. They like rebranded and opened like takeaway only. Unreal unreal like parmesan truffle fries just like the the best burger i've ever eaten ever in my whole <laughs> life um and then interestingly i went back actually yesterday they've leveled up now because the way the butcher staff and grill works is that during the day until about five o'clock it's just normal butchers and then in the evening it's like a pub with incredible mm. food and like the butchers are still there and they've kind of now when you're going in the evening to eat, you kind of go up to the counter, you pick your meat, you pick what bit you want, you pick, you sort it all. And then and then you can either take it away with you and go and cook it at home and get loads of amazing advice from people that work there that are really knowledgeable. Like I learned so many things yesterday. Um, or you kind of pay for it like a, like a dinner, like you would if you went out for dinner, the kind of cooking charge of it. And, uh, and they make it for you and they do the washing up and all the bits you don't want to do. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, unreal the best the best burger i've i've ever had and that's not like i'm not exaggerating there's been a lot not, of burgers yes it was there's been a lot of burgers and that was by far the best and i i recommend the journey like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it like i it may be 40 minutes however long it takes to get there it's worth it yeah just uh just at the other end of the spectrum you also went to mcdonald's Yes, how did that go? How did, how did that because I am very or I was before oh. I moved to a place where you cannot get McDonald's delivered. Um, every so often, massive yeah, cravings for a Big Mac, just a Big Mac is, yeah. is how, how did that just in your professional opinion? How did that rank? Professional opinion, um, I mean, a McDonald's is a McDonald's, we've all had a McDonald's, yes. Um, I mean, if, if we're comparing it to the best of the best, it, it's not comparable, is it? Really? <laughs> but, um, and also, when I went to the McDonald's, the, the kind of aim was to go to a McDonald's that was getting a lot of grief on TripAdvisor and to kind of, I was hoping to prove the TripAdvisor review was wrong. Sadly, there were a few things that were a little bit wrong with it, which, you know, these things happen. It's a busy time. 
but um yeah but it wasn't it wasn't the best oh, fair enough i'm sorry to say it um but but i mean have you how how long ago did you have just the like 99p cheeseburger when was the last time you had one of them it's, it has been a while now mm-hmm. it has also, like, I haven't had one in years, I want to say. And I opted for that just to be like, I've not had one in a while. Like, you know, it's the it's the basic. It's the kind of baseline. Let's see mm-hmm. how things are going. Do not recommend. Very boring. Yeah. <laughs> no. it's, it's like the staple of the post hangover. It's basically mm-hmm. a hangover cure in itself in a bun, really. Yeah. yeah. I always think that is like a, if you're going to have a Big Mac meal or whatever, or called a Pounder meal, and you think, that's just not going to be yeah. quite enough. Yeah, just, just, just a little. <laughs> I'm just going to add a cheeky cheeseburger <laughs> on the side. Yeah. Not saying that's what I've done, but that's, that's what that says to me. It's an add on, it's not a meal. No. Um, Sophie, thank you for your, uh, your expert opinion uh, as, a, as a burger queen. Um, hopefully, we will speak to you again and you can get back to your day job. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's lovely to be here. Hey everybody, welcome back to part two. Uh, I am joined with, uh, joined with, joined by, uh, joined by Rachel Nemeth, who is still on the other end. Hello, Rach. Hi. That was a silly time to take a sip of water, wasn't it? Sorry. Entirely my fault. Entirely my fault. Sorry. I should have. I should have. I can see what you were doing. I should have. Uh, <laughs> should have read the room. Um. So the, there's a there's a story this week uh, in Reading about the Ready Bike scheme, which was a scheme where people could rent a, a bike, a bright orange bike, and cycle around the town. Which, on the face of it, seemed like a rather good idea. It was uh, similar to the I think the I think it was called the Boris Bike scheme in London. Um, I don't even know if that scheme is still going. I'm not. I'm not. It's been a long time since I've been to London. But uh, it, it seemed like quite a good idea. But it um, it actually shut down. Um, it didn't make any money, or it didn't make enough money for the for the company that was running it. And the bikes have been in storage since 2019, which seems a a real shame, Rach. It, yeah, I did read the story, and um, <laughs> first of all, I d- I didn't realise that it had sort of disappeared in 2019. Uh, I didn't really notice that that they weren't there. I, <laughs> That's possibly the, part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the sort of parking things are still around, aren't they? Yeah. Those are still installed. Um, but I, I sort of struggled to think when they put it in. So it was five years prior to to that, wasn't it? So two thousand and fourteen. Mm. At the time, I thought, is Reading, is it the place for? something like that i mean i can understand it in in london because london's quite big and if you wanted to spend the day cycling around um oxford perhaps cycling's a big thing certainly is in cambridge when i've worked cambridge Cambridge, massive yeah but i'm just not sure that reading in the town center has enough sort of cyclable routes and things to visit to make it worthwhile i mean you can cycle along the river mm. um so at the time i did think it was a bit unusual but um evidently it didn't really make enough money although the stats in the, the article there's quite a few people did sign up to use it didn't they the yeah. register it was quite a few thousand people and um yeah, I think it was um, nineteen thousand two hundred twenty-nine subscriptions and a okay. hundred thousand rents 
in total, which which seems quite a lot. But I guess it over wasn't, five years, yeah, is, is that enough? And 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 Reading is a town of. 80, 80 plus was it? Was it slightly more than that? I can't remember what the exact population. Yeah. I don't look the population in Reading up every day, but it's it's certainly um, significantly higher than that. Um, uh, yeah, I think as you say, it, I, I I do. I wonder sometimes. I mean, I, as far as I remember, they weren't these bike stands weren't out in sort of in in some of the suburbs or anything like that, where maybe they might have been quite useful. I mean, if there was a if there was one in in Burfield where I am there's a good chance I might have cycled into town using mm. it um although I have my own bike which I also don't use currently so <laughs> I don't know so maybe not then <laughs> yeah maybe, but but I, I I'm, I'm not sure of the of the necessary of the need to to cycle around a town as as small as as Reading really but I, I so I think you're I think you're right in that respect the, was it a we, private company or was it a council run thing it was it was council and then and then sort of um uh, I think they had a a sort of a vendor or a or, or someone who came in and did it. And how them. many bikes were we talking? Oh goodness me! Um, there were 150 bikes in storage. Um, right. I'm not sure. I, so they must have been much more. There must have been way more than that in in total. I'm not sure how many um, there were overall. Um, but yeah, it it, uh, it 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 seemed like quite a good idea. But the 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 gist of this is that those bikes have now been um, have now been taken out of storage and are being used by some of the town's hotels to allow people to get around, which is which is quite a nice idea, quite a nice way of doing it. And they've also uh, it looks like they're also being going to be used by some smaller businesses, which is great as well. Um, uh, it says earlier this year, Ready Borough Council gave away twenty six Ready bikes to hotels in the town so they could be used by guests and visitors. Um, Tony Page, Councillor Tony Page said we were approached. We were approached by one or two town centre businesses for a similar agreement. It felt quite appropriate to extend it. I felt it was appropriate to offer it to help town centre businesses get back on their feet, um, which is which is a really nice idea. If those bikes are, are being used and helping people get around town, I think I think one of the common misconceptions is that you need to drive into Reading. So anything that um, that that changes that or reduces that need to drive into Reading, which we all know is an absolute pain. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that, that does that is good. I, 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 I'm, I'm personally of the opinion that there's absolutely no need to drive into Reading. If you need to go into the town, there's no need to drive. Um, there are plenty of other options. That is true. I, do, I think it's great that these bikes are being used by businesses and particularly after the pandemic if if companies are businesses are struggling a little bit if it's going to do anything to help them get back on their feet that that's really great and great that they're getting used um but i did see a comment on the um the story on berkshire live that it was obviously a quite a large outlay of money in the first place to purchase the bikes um, and install all the parking facilities and the the meters that you had to use to pay to use them and things. They've then been sat in a storage unit that needed paying for for the last (laughs) couple of years and now they're being given away for free. So... It's great that they're being used, but there does seem to be quite a lot of cash that's <laughs> gone down the drain in the meantime, unfortunately. Yes. It, it, I, I mean, in my mind, it's good they're being used. Um, 
it, it possibly I, I don't know these things don't always work do they no um and it's it's a real shame that it that it didn't work but i you know uh, it's perhaps not... something that should be tr if you're going to set that kind of thing up in a town it's perhaps something that should be trialed whether maybe they did this i don't know mm. um but you know you purchase 10 bikes and you put them in the town center and if it is a success then you put in some more bikes um yeah that sounds like quite a lot of bikes to take a punt on doesn't it yeah. and they're not they're not small bikes either they're not sort of um they're, they're quite chunky uh, yeah, it's those big orange ones yeah isn't big it? orange yeah. things going around yeah um all right well i think that's uh, i think that's that's nicely nicely chatted about um mm. Rach, are you going to be around next week? I am. Well, I can be, yeah. Um, if I can get the small person to sleep again. Wonderful. So... This, is, this is good. This is so we're using your time, your me time. To, oh, to, no, to this is my feet up with a cup of tea yeah. and this morning uh, time. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm only joking. I probably <laughs> dash around and do all the jobs I yeah. can't do when he's awake. No, I, I understand. Um, Rach, we've got, we're going to have a quick chat with the guys who are running Burfest, which is this weekend. We're going to do that now. Oh, and cool. Then is that we... that's running this year? Yeah, oh, yes, they've got it. They've oh, got it fab. turned around in, um, as we will discover in the chat I, I had with them, uh, it was turned around very, very quickly. So awesome. Uh, good news. So that is that is going on this weekend. Um, and we'll, we'll chat to those guys in a minute. But in the meantime, should we say bye? Bye. The Big Interview. Hi everybody, I am down at Burfield Recreation Ground with Tim Ansell, who is the Vice Chairman of the Burfield Santas and one of the many volunteers behind Burfest, which, uh, if I'm not wrong in saying this, is Burfield's Beer Festival. It certainly is. And, interestingly, our fifth Burfest. Fifth! But the sixth year, because for some strange reason, <laughs> I can't think what it was off the top of my head, but we couldn't do it last year. Yeah, and that, and that feels like... Um, Feels like a missed opportunity uh, last year. It, it, looking around from the last time we, because we were here two years ago in 2019, and yep. it was a certain size, and it feels a little bit bigger just in just looking around. I think it probably feels bigger because we got very wet two years ago. Yes, and uh, yeah, we made a significant investment in tentage, as we yes. call it. So the, the bar this year is in a huge tent, so nobody actually needs to get wet. Which is why the weather forecast this weekend is really good. Yes, so I. There's no danger of rain I've, on the um, Friday or the Saturday. <laughs> I, I have no, I've noticed this, and I've noticed this is a common theme with beer festivals that hire bigger tents. The uh, the weather suddenly remarkably becomes fairly pleasant, and, and I just think, okay, fine. Well, the truth is, the first two years we did it, the weather was absolutely glorious. Yeah. And then years three and four, the weather was dire. Yes. It was positively cold two years ago but I mean this year the forecast is great we've got more than enough tent space in fact we've even got a tent out so that people can shelter from the sun which makes, <laughs> which makes a pleasant change but you know yeah. the whole idea of the event is it's a family orientated event and so if you're here with small children you can't really even in September spend the whole day out in the in the sunshine yeah. it's too much so we've got a nice tent set up so that people can <laughs> relax in the cool area yes a bit. Ah. <laughs> so um 
tell me a little bit about Burfield Santas. I know um, we, we've had we've had you on on our podcast before. We've had you chatting about, um, but yeah, tell me a little bit about Burfield Santas. Why did they start? What do they do? All right, so we started. Oh, you're testing my history now. <laughs> now we started sixteen something like sixteen seventeen years ago. Um, really, as a, a group of grown men dressed as Santas, um, cycling around. Burfield and Mortimer and the surrounding villages raising money for the air ambulance and it's the air ambulance that we've always raised money for Burfest this year again you know the primary reason for doing it is to raise money for air ambulance who have obviously had a lot less money yeah you know it's like we're talking seven figures less money income because events haven't been happening so that was how we started just basically a group of local people who just kind of knew each other cycling around and then and then we realized actually just how much money we could make by having fun and giving bringing other people fun so then we started uh, the Burfest what six years ago uh, predominantly because a couple of us were climbing Kilimanjaro uh, with I climbed it with my daughter um, Glyn climbed it with his son so we were determined to raise all the money that we were supposed to plus all the costs for our tickets and everything so yeah. it was you know absolutely cost cost zero for air ambulance so we had to come up with an idea on how we could perhaps make a lot of money in a short space of time and sure enough we did so we came up with the idea of Birdfest and so that was what initiated it and it was a very popular with the locals and, and the event is really very family focused we call it Birdfest because it is a beer festival uh, as somebody said to me the other day, Tim, you really should call it Family Fest with a beer problem. <laughs> because we've got the fairground for the kids. Yep. We've got, obviously, there's the play area because it's on the wreck. So it, it's very much a family event with quite a lot of beer and wine and Prosecco and yep. gin and tonic. And 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 in the in the village this year you've had uh, you've had the pub in the park which was which was very popular. Yes. That well, was that's right. So that was the Santa set that up as well. We did that last year. Yeah. Just because. I think we were, as was everybody else, sick of going nowhere. And and really not, most of us, I mean, we're all family people. So we didn't want to go to places indoors yeah. for obvious reasons. So we thought, actually, you set up a pub that's entirely outdoors. And if everybody brings along their own chairs, yeah. know, their camping chairs, you know, social distancing is enforced. You can't be too close to somebody if you sit in a camping chair. So it was great just to see lots of people meeting up who just hadn't had the chance. Yeah. No, it's very much about that really it's about the community having the chance to meet up and have fun safely I, I did I came along to to several of the pubs in the park and I I wondered just the, the one thing in my head was how on earth did did a, a, a sort of a community space like you've got here in Burford on the wreck how did that end up with beer pubs in it um uh, some very clever people <laughs> so because uh, we've run we run a pop-up pub in the village hall around Christmas time yeah just as another way to raise money and just to get people together um, you know, which was really basically, it was pumps, beer, wine, etc., yeah. et and a quiz night. Um, and we, that was always popular. And so when we realised that, you know, we'd, none of us had been out last year at all, we thought, well, we could replicate that using yeah. the, the pavilion kitchen with a bit of ingenuity and the, and the beer pumps put in, in you know, fitted in yeah. temporarily. Um, and it was the, obviously the perfect outdoor space, the wreck, because as you know, it's huge. Yeah. So you, you know you can have an awful lot of people here socially distanced, 
but with a play area for the kids, so a lot of families were coming. I had fathers moaning at me last year that they were here again because their kids are going, come on, Dad, let's go to the bar. <laughs> it's the wrong way around, really, but, but good, because, I mean, one of the mothers, one mother told me that that was the first time that, last year that her daughter had seen her school friends for six months. Wow, okay. And it, that really hit home. You realise just how distant people were. Yeah. Um, you know, how they couldn't get together, and that's... But that was what it was all about. Um, so let's talk Burfest. We, we've skirted around the issue so far, yep. the elephant in the room, if you will. Um, Burfest this year, Burfield 2020, Burfest 2021. Yep. What's going on? So, well, we have, for the family, we've got the fairground. You can probably hear the music. Yes. There's live bands on Friday afternoon, or late Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and then live bands for, well, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. So all of them, nearly all of them, local bands. So it gives you know locals a chance to yeah. perform. You know, some of them are really good. <laughs> some of them aren't so good, but they are really good fun because yeah. you know their families turn up and we all have a good laugh. So it's just you know, it's about the family entertainment. So we've got the live music, we've got the fairground, and there's um, because we're all parents we know how horrible it is going out for a day and then the kids are ragging on you know dad can have some money dad can have some money Um, you know mum I need more money so we've done it with wristbands this year so that the kids can have unlimited rides on the fairground so the parents haven't got to keep dipping into their pockets because we have a big focus on making sure it's a very affordable event we would hate to think that people didn't come because they couldn't afford to all we keep our prices as you know low as sensible so you know they are pub prices perhaps a bit less than pub prices for the drinks you know and the fairground is it's very good value for money and and it's not an expensive day out for a family so people really can enjoy and there's a there's a lot of beer to be drunk there is a lot of beer to drink drunk so we've got 50 different beers this year okay from 25 breweries all of whom are local yeah probably uh, probably the furthest is 15 miles away maybe 20 miles away but it's very much it, it, the whole idea is it's local so we've got Hawkridge who are a local gin distiller they're supplying most of the gin um, we've got we buy all of our wine from Lathwaite's because their head office down the road, is down, yeah. down the road in the field so we keep it as local as possible so you know it's it's for the community in both senses of the word, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So for the community businesses, and a lot of local businesses, you know, sponsor the sponsor the beers, the the local fruit shop, the fruit shop they sponsor the wristbands. Yeah. So we've got lots of different local businesses get get involved. And then what does it mean for you when you see sort of families, you see people coming through the door? What what's that what's that feeling for you like? I, that is, to be honest, that's the reason we do it. That's certainly for me. That's the big thing. It's it's not only the that's the madness of running a bar, but which is just good fun. But yeah, just seeing happy families, you know, children running around and screaming and enjoying themselves um, in a safe environment is just yeah. That's that's what makes it worthwhile. And then and then all the people who spend ages afterwards yeah. telling you how much fun it was, <laughs> or moaning that they might have had a thick head and blaming me. For yeah, that. But I, yeah. You know, I can't take the blame for everything. Um, I'm just going to give you a couple of quick-fire questions, Tim. A couple of recommendations. Um, band. Which band would you recommend we... we ma- if, if someone could only turn up for one band, which which band are we turning up well, for? I'll give you two. On Friday night, we've got um, Murdoch's Crazy Eyes, yep. who are absolutely brilliant. If you want a sort of a, a good dance and session, and if you want a really good laugh, I'll go with Sonic Weapon on Saturday afternoon, because <laughs> they bring something different. Yeah. And so if you want to... A different experience, yeah. Come for Saturday afternoon. It's a great time to bring the kids because 
know, if you sophisticated beer family, and yeah. it's just Saturday afternoon, it's good laugh family to me. And, uh, and what beer will you be drinking, or cider, or Prosecco, or gin? Oh, well, my prime choice, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to double barrel. Of course, yeah. Double yeah, barrel yeah. are here, um, and so I will drink both of the beers we've got from them, because they are awesome. In terms of, the, I might have a glass of Prosecco, <laughs> but the Hawkridge Gin, um, we've got a nice little cocktail there. Yeah. Which is, it's a blackberry and nettle gin, which doesn't sound so good. <laughs> As a like, sort of afternoon cocktail, you serve oh, okay. it with a bit of prosecco in it, and it is, yeah, it's, it's light and fizzy and yeah, very tasty. Fantastic. And, and Tim, tickets are still available. Tickets are still available on the door, and a lot of people have bought tickets in advance. But yeah, there'll yeah. always be tickets available. And my handy tip for anybody coming, yeah, if you've already bought tickets, get here in the afternoon, even if you're only planning to come to the evening to get your wristband yeah. fitted. Then you can avoid the queue. Yeah. So. Seven to eight is always peak time. For some reason, everybody yeah. arrives then. So uh, my tip would be, arrive before seven, <laughs> and then you won't have to queue. Yeah. Fantastic. Tim, thank you very much, and have a great weekend. Thank you very much. Cheers. I will do. I shall sleep all week. <laughs> You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.